Come on, man. Let me give you some trash talk, okay? Come on, man. Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Come on, man. Oh, I'm short. Son of a bitch. Come on, man. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Come on, man. You've got to get mad. You've got to get mad. You've got to get mad. 1918, they, they had a sample that I guess had been in the whatever permafrost lab in the 1918. So the idea was they were going to reanimate it mm. so that they could study it. The 1918 pandemic flu. They had a little sample of it, and it hadn't been a scourge in the earth for 100 years. And they thought to themselves, what if we just, I don't know, woke it up? <laughs> and nobody in the room was like, no. <laughs> Let's not do that. But they did that. Here's how I believe the world ends. And I say this to you uh, uh, in, in, in sincerity. It does not end. We are a screwed up world. There's racism, income inequality, fascism, authoritarianism, all these horrible, horrible things, uh, uh, natural resources that run down. That'll all be fine. <laughs> the world ends, the last words man utters are somewhere in a lab. A guy goes, <laughs> it worked. Hakao! Info Ninja. Welcome back, welcome back. Yeah, baby. It feels good and it's an honor to once again be deep inside you. Your ears, that is. Sickos, I know what you're thinking. And I know who's thinking it, too. It's the same people that keep emailing me dick pics. But I'm proud to say the number is steadily decreasing over time. Viewership's still up. Dick pics going down, baby. I find the new rash pictures that I'm getting to be very interesting. Especially James from Florida. He has a rash on his ass that looks like a parrot. Well, a very hairy parrot. See the doctor, James. Now. Now I've got a question for you. Have you joined the dojo yet? The Info Ninja Dojo. I know you've heard of it. It's real easy. You just send me an email and tell me that you want to join. It's InfoNinjaPodcast at gmail.com. Real simple. Send me an email and say, hey, I want to join the dojo. It's free, and you're going to get the first updates on everything. So we got some new merch that's going to be coming out soon, baby. Oh, yeah. You're going to find out about that first and any special offers that we have. And any new episodes, any new content that I put out, you're going to be the first to know about it. So please become a member of the dojo, infoninjapodcast at gmail.com. Just send me an email, and there's no reason to attach a dick pic. For real. And as far as pictures of your rashes go... I'm kind of interested. Keep them coming. You are literally too stupid to insult. Thank you. So your time is valuable. My time is valuable. Let's not waste any more of it. Let's get right to it. Have you heard of the Great Reset? Now, I can hear half of my audience's eyes rolling right now going, Mr. Info Ninja, uh, last year called and it wants its news story back. That's very true. And that's the reason I'm talking about it now is a lot's happened since last year. But there is a segment of the audience that has no clue what I'm talking about when I say the Great Reset. And this episode is going to be for both those groups because guess what? There's a whole lot of updates going on. Even if you know about the Great Reset, there's been a whole lot of progress. Whenever I think of Reset, and I, I know you don't know what I'm talking about right now, probably one half of the audience, but when I think of Reset, I always think of the, the old NES, the NES, the original 1980s Nintendo that had two buttons. It had a power button and it had a reset button. And the reset button, I believe, was on the right. And it was great. To get a Nintendo game to work, everything had to be perfect a lot of times. I mean, the moon and the stars and the wind had to be blowing in the right direction. And you had to, to whip out that Nintendo game and you, you blew kind of like the, 
the hot air blow into it first, kind of the open mouth. And then you give it the just blew hard into that baby with a little bit of the cold air coming out of your mouth and then slide it right in, close the top, push the power button and hold reset at the same time. Then let go of reset, not too quickly, not too slowly, just at the right speed. And your Nintendo game may work for at least a couple levels until it would lock up. And of course, that wasn't all the games. A lot of them worked fantastic. I'm talking about the ones that you've dropped and you can kind of like jingle it next to your ear and there was stuff moving around inside there. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But that reset button would just save the day. And essentially, that's really what it is. A reset is, is not changing things. It's starting over and building a new thing. Which, yeah, that's changing things, but this is really just starting from scratch, essentially. That's kind of a dangerous message to tell people that we can do a a reset of the world. I'm not saying there aren't things that we want to change, but is it that bad that we want to start over from zero again? Isn't that kind of God's department as far as when zero is and we start over? Floods, asteroids, you know, that's kind of the start over point. But it's kind of a dangerous message to tell people that they could do that to the world, I guess, because basically if you're woke, especially, and you're part of that victim class that blame everyone else except for yourself mentality, you're going to look at every problem you have and go, we can just start over and do it differently so that it favors me. I am not the problem, but I am going to be the solution. It's essentially telling everyone that they're not contributing to their own misery. It's the system. If we change the system, then everything you're doing is right. We just need to change everything, start over from zero. It's worse than really change because change is this little incremental thing. The great reset is hard stop or turn in direction or start and not even turn in direction. Hard stop or getting out of the car and getting in another one. So essentially, what is the great reset? Well, the best way to learn about the great reset is to hear it from the horse's mouse, essentially. Well, the, the horse's ass's mouths, because that's really what these people are. Um, I believe this is the World Economic Forum. It's a little bit long, so I'm going to cut it down a little bit for you. But uh, essentially, this is Prince Charles talking openly about the the Great Reset. This is back when they when they talked about it out in the open. They were kind of beta testing it, seeing how people would, you know, would this fly? Would we like it? Is the name okay? I mean, is this going to work? It's kind of like before they launch a product. It didn't work out too well. Smart people kind of went, what? And people that aren't super smart kind of went, that what, what? They want to do what? This can't be real. The scary thing is, is that you don't even have to believe me on this one. I'm going to play you what they say out loud right now. We have an incredible opportunity to create entirely new sustainable industries, investing in nature as the true engine of our economy. The current global crisis has disrupted every aspect of our lives. But it has also presented us with an extraordinary opportunity, a chance to reset and accelerate efforts to improve the state of our world. Changing our current trajectory will require bold and imaginative action, together with determination and decisive leadership. In order to secure our future and to prosper, we need to evolve our economic model, putting people and planet at the heart of global value creation. If there is one critical lesson we have to learn from this crisis, we need to put nature at the heart of how we operate. 
We are on the verge of catalytic breakthroughs that will alter our view of what is possible and profitable within the framework of a sustainable future. We need nothing short of a paradigm shift, one that inspires action at revolutionary levels and pace. We simply cannot waste any more time. The only limit is our willingness to act. And the time to act is now. Again, that was Prince Charles of the royal family because they've been humanitarians for the last, what, they pretended to be for the last hundred years, humanitarians, I think. Sure, they haven't had anyone assassinated or their hands in global politics behind closed doors because they're not elected. Remember, they were chosen to be the royal family, apparently by the aliens, depending on who you're, you're talking to. You know what I don't get is Americans that are obsessed with the royals. And they're really split into two classes right now. You have the Prince Harry and Meghan Merkel half. Okay, this is more of your woke half of the royal lovers. Okay, and then the other side, you've got your, I don't even know what the other one, but Kate Winslet, I think him and, you know, she's married to the guy who's going to be king of England, I guess, when the queen kicks the bucket or I don't know how that works. But essentially, those are the two camps that are split within a shitty camp anyway. I just want to remind all those folks that we fought a war, kicked their ass and got this country. A lot of people like to say, we should be more like England. No, we left England because we didn't want to be like them anymore. And we have enough of their influence already. But yes, my whole point is that that was Prince Charles that you just heard from there of the royal injects themselves with the blood of the young everyday family. So they, they put out the idea of this this great reset. And I still haven't really explained 100 percent what it is. Um, and I'm going to give you my take on that in a second. But when they originally put out the idea, again, it didn't fly well. Some people just, you know, were smart enough to go, this doesn't smell right. So when that happened, they kind of put out this explainer video like, hey, the reason you don't like this isn't because you're afraid of authoritarian control that leads to dictatorships, you know, and death. It's because you just don't understand what, what we're trying to tell you. So here, we're going to put out this video and be a little more hip. Again, long, I'm going to cut it for time a little bit. Here you go. The pandemic has radically changed the world as we know it. And the actions we take today as we work to recover will define our generation. Now oh, is the time to think what history would say about this crisis. 2020 has been challenging on a lot of levels, as economic, environmental and societal frailties have been laid bare. But it's also proved that when we need to, we can act rapidly and restructure our lives. Recovery from the pandemic is an opportunity. We can see rays of hope in the form of a vaccine, but there is no vaccine for the planet. Nature needs a bailout. You don't want to go back to the status quo that you had before simply because it was the status quo that got us here. With everything falling apart, we can reshape the world in ways we couldn't before. Ways that better address so many of the challenges we face. And that's why so many are calling for a great reset. A great reset? That sounds more like buzzword bingo masking some nefarious plan for world domination. Hands up, this kind of slogan hasn't gone down well. But all we really want to say is that we all have an opportunity to build a better world. 
And it's not surprising that people who've been disenfranchised by a broken system and pushed even further by the pandemic will suspect global leaders of conspiracy. But the world's not that simple. Every one of us has differing priorities, values, and ideas. That's part of why solutions are so hard to come by and why we all need to be involved in the decision-making. Because whether it's politicians, CEOs, academics, activists, or you, we're all about getting people together, even those you may not like, to sit down at the table and develop solutions that work for all of us. But... We enormous trust between the private sector and the public sector for this to actually work. That trust is hard to come by. It's time for people to work together, listen to each other and build this trust so we can move towards a better world. And we really need one. Now, what I love best about this is, is that it's easy to watch this and see the amount of views and it doesn't have a ton of views on it. You know, it's it's not a Joe Rogan episode or anything, but it's the comments. I love this. It'll restore your faith in humanity. They apparently haven't disabled these yet. They like to do that now with all the, the White House YouTube videos. There were, there were so many downvotes and negative comments that they just had to shut it off. Yeah, that's how we work now. When we all express something and we go, hey, we're worried about this or, hey, that's bullshit. That doesn't look right. They just go, no, 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 shut it off. Because if enough of us think that that's the cool thing, we follow trend and we do it. Doesn't matter what it is. We don't want to be seen as an outsider. We don't want to be seen as different. Doesn't matter if it means saving our own life or the life of our families. We just don't want to look bad. We don't want to get kicked off fascist book or shitter or have our videos demonetized by ScrewTube. I'm serious. If the media were to collude together, like they kind of did with our election, but collude together and maybe get some influencers. You know, when I say influencers, I mean people that are on social media that other people set their watch to. Moron drone zombies live and die by what Kim Kardashian is wearing. Idiots, essentially. But the media and the influencers could come together and say, hey, just for fun, we're going to do a little experiment. This is going to be funny. We're going to put out butt spike jeans. These are going to be jeans with seriously 12-inch spikes that come out of the ass end of them. It's going to be no way to sit down in these. But we're going to make them the most popular thing on the planet because we're going to have some influencers. Kim Kardashian's going to wear them and Alyssa Milano is going to try to squeeze her formerly nice, not really fat ass into them. And everybody's going to follow suit and want a pair. doesn't matter that they're uncomfortable and impractical. Everybody's going to want them because that's the hip thing. Well, unfortunately, they figured out if that works with butt spike jeans, it can also work with how you vote, how you see the world. Freedom scares them. A truly awake, not awoke, American people and world really scares them because if we're allowed to, to see everything that's out there and actually make our own minds up rather than be programmed and slowly brainwashed into our opinions, we tend to pick the thing that's not screwing us over. We tend to pick the thing that, you know, we keep our rights with, not the one where they get taken away. But that's really kind of what the Great Reset is all about, baby. Number one, it's about opportunity. You see, they saw COVID, no matter if you believe it was, you know, released purposely or not, and it would make sense that it would be released purposely if this was your reason for doing this, you know, the Great Reset, and they mean it's across the board. They're not even just talking about the economy. They're talking about the the, the planet's weather. You, you should see these propaganda articles that are out there of like, planet Earth is healing. 
Planet Earth is healing because of these lockdowns. Now, most of the lockdowns are over now, okay? And and people were definitely not healing because of the lockdowns, and I don't think the Earth needs us to make it heal. I'm of the George Carlin variety where the big talk was plastic, plastic, plastic's going to destroy the world. And George Carlin said, how naive are we? How, how conceited, how big headed are we to think that we can actually destroy the planet because of something we create? The planet's not going to die because of us. It's just going to get rid of us. It's done it before. And then it's going to start Earth 2.0, Earth plus plastic. Quote George Carlin once again, man, we miss that guy. But the Great Reset was this opportunity that they had during COVID. It was to change everything and start over from the beginning. What they really mean is dismantling, they like to call them legacy systems. To them, legacy systems are bad. These are things that aren't perfect because humans designed them. So, of course, they're not going to be perfect, but they're better than anything else we have in in a lot of regards. Some not, but most better than we have. And their idea is not to always replace it with something. Sometimes it's just to get rid of it with no idea what to do after. These are people that think like children. A lot of them are sociopaths. Seriously, get into the DSM-4, not the woke new DSM-4, the old school DSM-4. Get into that and look up sociopathy and then start to think about some of the people that are running this country. You're going to see some odd connections, some some very clear similarities between the, the description you're going to read and the way these people behave. But yeah, check that out on your own time. We're talking about the Great Reset here. So this Great Reset, this great opportunity was to, to dismantle these old systems that were in place and install new ones, or in some cases, just get rid of them. Their big slogan that they tried, and it it didn't quite go over too well with the public, was the Great Reset. And and somebody approved this, because they were actually saying this. It was, the Great Reset, you'll own nothing, and you'll love it. I'll repeat that one more time. The Great Reset, you will own nothing anymore. You're not going to own your car. You're not going to own your house. I, don't, I, I guess you're not going to own your clothes. I don't know how that quite works. But however it works, you're going to love it, baby. They want to create a permanent renting class. Now, there are some interesting things about that. You see, when you rent from someone, they're in control ultimately because they are the owners. They don't have to renew the lease on whatever it is. Oh, I see that you voted the wrong way or you put up the, the wrong yard sign or I read that social media post. Guess what, baby? You got nowhere to live now because I own the house. Now, I know that sounds conspiracy theorist and I get it. You've been programmed to hear the word conspiracy theory and think it's a lie. These things actually take place, folks. It's not accidental that that term exists. It's, it exists because there are actual real conspiracies that are taking place. This Great Reset, it's not even a conspiracy theory. It's the real thing. And they did it out in the open for a long time. And now they've shut up about it because they've realized people don't like it. But remember that phrase, you will own nothing and you'll like it. And that's going to be the the last point that I'm going to make when talking about this Great Reset update, essentially. There's a big step that's been taken that they've kind of talked about in the past. And this is the big bopper, the one that scares me the most. And it's happening most actively right now in front of our faces. And after this episode, you're going to know. Now, you might not be able to do anything about it, but you're going to be able to see it happen in your own neighborhood. The Info Ninja around the dojo here, I have seen it happening on this very street. That's right, in my own backyard. 
But guess what? You're going to be informed. You're going to be ready. You're going to be hot. Yow! So some of these legacy systems that they have uh, tried to change, tried to delete, tried to reset, again, without your consent, okay? A lot of these, these things are done behind closed doors. There are agreements between government leaders and corporations, and, and these government leaders are not acting on the behest of their, their people that have elected them. They're acting on behest of their own political biases and views, how they feel, their truth, remember, their experiences. That's what they're acting on. They're not acting out in the open with the consent of the governed. The world is being changed against your will, folks. A group of folks that you probably wouldn't want to hang out with, wouldn't let them babysit your kids, small group, like less than 30 people, are deciding what the world is going to be like for you in the future. It's kind of like having a guy that founded a computer company act like a health expert and push vaccines on your country and your people. Thank you, Bill Gates. I mean, Dr. Bill Gates, excuse me, Dr. Bill Gates. I don't want to get suicided. Oh, yeah, we, we, we need to do a whole episode on the Clinton body count. But how about the Gates body count? But policing, they've, they've been very successful in trying to eliminate the police force. Now, do they really want to get rid of the, the police force? No, they need them to push us around. They need them to enforce unconstitutional mandates and laws. They need them to do that. The problem was the current police force, a lot of those guys are kind of like the hero type. They're Americans. They're veterans. And they're going, hey, no, we're not going to go take their guns. There's a Second Amendment in place. No, we're not going to tell them they can't talk. There's a First Amendment in place. We're not going to do this stuff. And the powers that be are going, that's just not going to do. We need lockstep. I mean, we need you to be the SS. We need you to be clicking those heels in unison. So this ain't going to work. We need to change the police force. And by change, we mean just install our puppets in there that'll do whatever we say. Paycheck policemen. People that don't care, don't live in the community. They want money. And they're going to be getting paid a lot more of it. Because, of course, nobody wants to be a cop these days except assholes. Is my guess. Now, I'm not saying there can't be a few, like, really awesome, outstanding people out there that are absolutely doing it for the right reason, and they are the hero type. That is fantastic, baby. Keep doing it. We need you. But I'm guessing a lot of folks getting into policing right now, because why would you want to get into it, all right? People are spitting in your face. They're yelling and they're screaming at you, telling you you're a murderer. Talk about stereotyping. It's okay if we do it about white people and police, but that's a massive stereotype. A few bad cops don't equal all the cops, and most people know that. It always cracks me up when a lot of these defund the police, yeah, the police are bad people. When they get a break in, they call the cops. Funny. Very funny. And a lot of the cops aren't going anymore, and I can't blame them. I really can't blame them when they're not going to calls and they're going, screw these people. They're they're bashing us on social media, spitting in our faces. They're breaking our car windows. We can't even arrest them. The DAs are throwing them out. We're not even going to go anymore. Makes sense to me. But eventually, they're going to, through their defunding and demoralizing, fundamentally change the police force and really reset the police force. Another legacy system that just had to go was our election system. I love it when they say we need to protect our democracy. Now, these are the same people that are doing everything they can to undermine the election system. And I always love to remind them that, hey, guys, I I know you got elected to be a congressman. So I think you should know this. The United States, it's not a democracy. No, that's not a conspiracy theory. It's actually not a democracy. You don't want a democracy. A direct democracy doesn't work. Mob rule doesn't doesn't work. A representative republic is what you want. And that's what we have, where we 
we are through democratic elections, we elect representatives who then go represent us in a representative republic. But anyway, the election system, you know, they, they've had one goal and don't let them tell you they did this because of COVID because they started doing it before COVID. But this has been their goal for a long time and they've had many, but this is the real big one. This is the big bopper. If they can get this sunk in and they're trying to do a federal law right now, which by the way, hey, the Constitution says very, very clearly the states have the power to change election laws, not the federal government. You don't want the federal government overseeing federal elections. It's like having the prisoners guard themselves, but they want universal mail-in ballots, baby. Unsolicited. Unsolicited means you didn't ask for a ballot, but one was sent to your address. It gets sent back. Who knows who filled it out? There's nobody there to check your ID. I know that's very racist to ask for an ID. Those damn people at the liquor store and airports that ask for IDs, they're so racist. But apparently when you go to vote, if you ask someone for their ID to prove that they're of age to vote, that they're a registered voter who they they say they are. You can check their name against a list. You can look at the ID and go, okay, that's you, bang, bang, boom. And that they actually live in this country. If you want to check those things that are legal or required for you to vote, you're somehow a racist. But they want universal, unsolicited mail-in ballots. And if they ever got them, say goodbye to it all, baby. Say goodbye to everything. You're not going to have a free and fair election ever again. And who knows if we've really had one. There's been corruption in every single election. This last one seemed to be a little crazy. And more may come out about that. Hey, I'm glad. I I think history is going to look back at our last election and go, are you kidding me? Wow. And as it turns out, the more time that passes between uh, Orange Man Bad and Joe Where Are My Socks Biden, the more it turns out that the Don was right about stuff like hydroxychloroquine and the lab leak. So maybe history is going to show that he was right about a few other things. Who knows? But if they get universal mail-in ballots that are unsolicited, ballots sent to your home and to every home in America with an eligible voter, do you think just those eligible voters are going to fill those out? Do you think there's going to be any corruption? you think there's going to be any way of overseeing our elections anymore? No. And remember, these folks want to get 16-year-olds to vote. One of their biggest goals was to flood us full of illegal immigrants, mostly from the Mexican border, and have them all vote too. The problem is that's kind of backfiring on them. They got like a whoops moment when they're starting to see that, guess what? People from Mexico, yeah, they, uh, they're not woke. They're Catholic. They don't like socialism. They're not big fans of abortion. And they're not dumb either. Maybe they were saying, yeah, we'll, we'll vote for you guys because they want to get in. But once they're here, it turns out that they don't vote Democrat. At least it's starting to trend that way because maybe they're starting to wake up a little bit. Maybe it's Telemundo. Who knows? And then they've partnered with their their friends in big tech to fortify our elections. Remember, that's the term they use when they use mass media manipulation that's coordinated. So what do you call it when a group of people behind closed doors get together and hatch a plan that the public doesn't know about? And let's say that plan is designed to truly change the outcome of an election. Would you call that a conspiracy? It's funny how that term applies when they want it to, but not to them. They had an article come out in Time Magazine that just said, hey, this is what we did and we're proud of it. We fortified the election. No, baby, you oceaned 11 the the election. You guys all got together, smoked cigars, touched each other's nuts, and the next thing you know, Joe Biden's president. Congratulations. Kamala Harris was a great choice, too. 
if you need a blowjob. I didn't say that. I didn't know. That's not how she made it to the top. I, this is the, the different voices in my head. I need to take my meds. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not on any meds. Unless you count Viagra. Here's an interesting legacy system they're trying to change. Our food. They seriously want to eliminate meat. I know this has kind of been like the, you know, go vegan, go vegetarian thing for a while. But no, they really want to get rid of meat. They blame a large portion of our climate problems, in quotation marks, on cows. They take up a lot of land. They eat it up. There's a lot of resources used to take care of them. And then they fart a lot. I'm not kidding you. It's the gas from the cows that they claim contributes to to the greenhouse effect and, and global warming. Their solution? Let them eat bugs. Not kidding you. Cicadas, cockroaches, worms, crickets. Dig right in, baby. Yummy, 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 apparently. Some people say they're good, but that's their solution is that there's so many bugs and it's such an easily renewable resource, meaning, you know, one bug has like a thousand babies, we can eat these forever and it makes the most sense for us to become insect eaters. Do you think that's some kind of like sick joke as they're smoking their cigars and touching each other's nuts? They go, <laughs> I bet you we can get them to eat worms. Yeah, yeah. We were getting them to wear masks. I, I, I will bet you Jamaica. I own that island. You know that. I will bet you Jamaica that they will eat worms too. All right. It's on. It's on. I get Amsterdam if you lose. All right. Obviously, they made big attempts to change the economy. They essentially brought it brought it to its knees. They shut everything down, which is like cheating. That's like saying, hey, we're not winning the game. So, yeah, we're just going to stop playing. They shut the economy down and brought everything to its knees. Because if you tried to work... They arrested you. If you tried to have a church service, they arrested you. What was the purpose of this? Well, very simple. They wanted you to get sucking on Uncle Sam's red, white, and blue package. That's right. Uncle Sam's schlong, they needed you to be sucking from the tip, baby. I always picture the tip to be red on the red, white, and blue package of Uncle Sam. So the tip's red because it's easy to aim with that. The shaft, it's it's definitely white, and the balls are blue. They're blue because there hasn't been a war for a while, and that's what really gets Uncle Sam off. And there's going to be more coming to that. Just give it time. I know it hasn't happened yet, but give the Democrats time. They want to fire some missiles. Another big part of the, the economic assault was the assault on cash. You know how they're, they're trying to shut down Bitcoin now, and the argument is drug dealers can use this stuff, and it's unregulated. Well, that's the point. It's unregulated. You can't trace it. You can't control it. Thus, you can't manipulate it in your favor. But they're not really against cryptocurrencies. They're just against cryptocurrencies that they don't control. So they don't really want to get rid of the Bitcoins of the world. They want to take over the Bitcoins of the world. Maybe they want to get rid of it, but they're going to replace it with their own version because they want a one world government. We already have a one world economy. It makes sense if you're going to usher in a one world government to have a one world dollar. We have digital cash now. Makes a lot of sense when when you talk about it for practical reasons. You go, yeah, on the surface, that makes a lot of sense. Now, for biblical reasons, you should really fear that. A one world currency. Yeah, there's a book that talks about that in the Bible. Yeah, Revelations. Spoiler alert. It's been 2,000 years, so I don't know why I'm giving you a spoiler alert, but that's when the world ends. And I'm ready, baby. Bring Jesus back right now. Let's get moving. It's a lot better up there than it is down here. I don't know if we'll see all our elective representatives up there. Who am I to judge? Probably not AOC. If she'd take better care of her abuela, maybe. But they want to go to a cashless society 
were there in control. And they're getting close to doing it. They're getting close to doing it. It's just all these really smart people in the internet out there that have created all these other cryptocurrencies that people like a lot better. When are we all going to wake up as a world and go, look what we almost did at Occupy Wall Street before it became about woke politics, before the bankers hired people to stand there with signs about transgenderism. Back when just everyday Americans were there, rich, poor, white, black, we were all getting screwed. They were all standing there in unison. Why can't we remember what we did when we did that? Why can't we remember Wall Street bets, the GameStop thing, the AMC thing? Why can't we keep that in mind and see that when we all come together and we use our brains, we always win? And that's really what they're most afraid of. So, of course, they're trying to, to reset oil and they're already doing that. They're kind of putting it back to the way it was before. If you've noticed, gas prices steadily going up under Joe loves China Biden. It's because the Saudis are now in charge of our economy again. We were, we were oil independent for a while, but not anymore. That's how dumb these control freak liberals are. They'd rather trade your income, not their income, but your income for what they perceive as best for Mother Earth. And they're doing their best to usher in electric cars. And I think electric cars are cool. Teslas are really cool. Here's the thing, though. It takes a lot of oil to make a Tesla. And this is my only problem with electric cars so far. And granted, I don't own one. And honestly, I haven't had a long, detailed conversation with someone that does own one. My thing is, is that it takes like 10 to 20 minutes to like almost fill up your battery, depending on if you're at one of those stations, 10 to 20 minutes. Who has time to wait 10 to 20 minutes to fill up their gas? That could be a problem. But this brings me to my last big political point. This is the part of the Great Reset that scares me the most. So folks, in their mind, they all want us living in cities, not not out in the country, okay? They want us all in these 700 square foot little pot apartments stacked on top of each other in cities so they can control it. They can turn the lights on, the air off and on, the food pellets off and on, whatever it may be. It's like rats in a cage, essentially, and they're going to be able to control us very easily. Remember, we'll have a social credit score like they do in China. How do you keep your social credit score up in China? Well, you praise great leader and you don't question things. So we'll learn to do that so we can get our food pellets and so they'll keep our air on. So how do they do that? How do they create this permanent renting class? Especially when you say, you know, you're not going to own anything and you'll love it. A lot of that is property. Personal property is really your ticket to freedom. If you own property, it's a hedge against inflation for the most part. It's something you can pass on to your kids. It's a place where you can call your own. That's how wealth is really built. It's built on owning property. They know this, and that's why they're trying to buy it all. And this is what I had mentioned earlier that's happening on my street. So a rental company will come in before a house even hits the market, and they'll offer over market value for it, making it very easy for the seller to get rid of it, and they'll snatch it up and turn it into a rental property. It's happening everywhere. Now, that, that sounds real legit. It's not that big of a deal. But when you have these billion, trillion-dollar corporations that are buying up everything under the sun, that does become an issue. You see, what we have going on right now is kind of an artificial real estate market. And what they're doing by buying all these properties now, it actually doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's what got my attention. Why would they do this? Because by all general standards, if you know you're going to invest in something that's going to lose money, why would you want to invest in it? Unless you had different motives. Thanks to the executive order, and this happened under Trump, and it was for good reasons. It makes sense. But essentially, it was the executive order that said, you may not evict anyone during this COVID period because they can't pay their rent because we shut down the economy. The moratorium on evictions. So if you were a renter, they couldn't kick you out. And if you were a mortgager, the bank couldn't take the house back. Well, the day of reckoning is coming. 
And what that created was essentially this big bubble where there weren't a lot of available homes out there. The churn and burn wasn't happening. People were staying in their houses because no one could kick them out. So where there was normally a lot of properties routinely available or a certain number of them, that number has greatly decreased. So it's just the the basic supply and demand side of things. When supply is down, demand goes up and thus does the price. Well, demand is still just as high as it ever has been. Maybe a little higher because of all that stimulus money people have. But there's a much smaller supply right now because people aren't being evicted. Thus, the price is artificially inflated. So people are selling their homes for more than what they owed, for more than what they're worth. And they're going, yeah, I'm I'm making a little money here. The problem is when they go to try to buy a new home, that's where the issue lies. Because now they're paying more than what the house is worth. Now, they're in the bidding war. It's, it's not uncommon for there to be 50 offers on a house. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Five, zero, 50 offers on a house before it even hits the market. So it just becomes this massive bidding war. When you have one of these big billion-dollar corporations come in, they've got all the money in the world. They don't care how much they spend, and they say, hey, we'll pay you twice what you're asking. Everybody says yes to that right away, and they go, by the way, we're doing it with cash. There's going to be no loan, no waiting period involved. We're going to write you a check today. Imagine if you and your spouse are trying to sell your home and a company comes along and goes, hey, we'll give you three times what it's worth. Your spouse is going to be saying, sell it, honey. We got to sell. Get this money. This is great. And and it is great, except that money that you're going to make off of that, you're not going to be able to buy a new home because there's either not going to be one available or it's going to be out of your price range. And you're not going to be able to pass that, that home down to your kids. Something that is a hedge against inflation, something that they could sell later, and the money you're going to make off of that, unless you're really smart with it, that's going to be gone too. Over generations, that money's not going to last most likely. Unless you've got some really savvy investors in your bloodline, it's not the same as having a big piece of land that you can pass on. That foundation that you can build wealth on. So these corporations are coming in and buying these things up, but they know when the bubble eventually pops, when the day of reckoning comes, bam! We can evict people again. The value of homes is going to drop like immediately. And thus their investment that they already overpaid for is going to be worth even less. Bad investment, right? Well, maybe not. This is the big money grab on their behalf. What are you talking about, Info Ninja? You just told us that the value of the homes are are going to be taking. They're going to lose money. No, they're going to get guaranteed income because they're going to take all these houses and they're going to turn them into Section 8. What an asshole! If you don't know what Section 8 is, that's government subsidized housing and rent. The government is paying for these houses on a monthly basis. So it doesn't matter how crappy your tenant is and they don't pay for anything, the government's got your back all the time. So essentially, these corporations did a great thing. They're going to line up a permanent transfer of your money to them. A permanent movement of your wealth to them. Every single month. And they're going to love it when these these nice mansion type homes are going to be turned into Section 8. The woke folks are going to go, woohoo, this, this is great. And then when home values start to fall, they're going to fall everywhere. Just with the rest of the economy, it's all going to fall, fall, fall. Inflation's going to be the only thing that goes up. You're not going to own anything and you're going to love it. That's a big transfer of wealth from you to them. It's already happened through most of the lockdowns. Remember, billionaires got richer, and I have nothing wrong with people who are billionaires. That's a fantastic way to be successful. But when Amazon and Walmart can stay open, but the local mom and pop shop has to shut down, that's dirty pool. Hey, we're not winning, so we're we're just gonna stop playing. 
So what can we actually do to change all this stuff that's already in progress? Well, the the next step we can take is in 2022. It's time to wake up and clean house. It's, It's time to hit the political Nintendo reset button. Hold it in and let it out just at the right speed so that Nancy Pelosi disappears. Info Ninja. Speak softly and carry a big stick. I promise you, the president has a big stick.